Welcome to Gunner Trash episode 315, Dr. Fate, by Paul Levitz and Sonny Lou. My name is Eric. And I'm Jason. Hello, Jason. Hello, sir. I do not know if I'm pronouncing Sonny Lou's name correctly. You, you said it with such authority, I was like, oh, that's how it's pronounced in, in yep. my head. Not a clue. That's what I would have guessed. As, uh, well, it's, it's what it sounds like to me in my head, but when I said it out loud... It sounds a lot more redneck than... Sonny Lou. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sonny Lou going to go down get to the go-kart factory and see if we can find any nickels. Yeah, I think uh, I think Sonny Lou is going to be in the next season of Making a Murderer. <laughs> it's pronounced, or spelled L-I-E-W. Yes. And uh, do you know what nationality the man is? I don't know his exact nationality, but uh, he is of, of uh, an Asian... Uh, okay. Uh, nationality. We'll, we'll go with Lou. We'll mispronounce it together. All right. If that's how it is mispronounced. I mean, fuck, we may not even be saying Paul Levitz correctly. Uh, yeah, it's like Pierre <laughs> Levitz. It's very French. Very French. Uh, I'd, I'd never heard of Sonny Lou before. Really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, have we read one of his books? We have not. Oh, not, okay. er, not together. I have uh, a long time ago. Yeah. He did a book with, I believe, Mike Carey called My Faith in Frankie. Oh, okay. Which I loved that book so much. Mm -hmm. I loved it so hard. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, highly recommend it to, to to anyone if you can track down a copy. Is it a Vertigo book? Vertigo, yeah. I think I've seen it, but I've not read it. Yeah. Uh, and then he's done some, uh, creator-owned stuff as well. Uh, I believe he won a Zarek grant. Oh, cool. I don't entirely, uh, rely on my information on that. <laughs> right. Uh, but, uh, when I was, uh, trying to figure out, cause I, I kind of wanted to pick this for, for the show, uh, this Dr. Fate story. Uh, so I was looking to see, like, when the trade came out to see if, you know, like, well, we can align the review with with the first trade or you know also to see how many issues the first trade collects because sure there there had been seven issues out at, at this point and uh the, the trade collects the the first six at least according to amazon uh also in the amazon description it says that it is written by legendary comics creator paul levitz and newcomer sunny lou and i was like but i read faith and frankie at least 10 years ago <laughs> if not longer Huh. And I know that he's been around since at least the late 90s. Right. And so I, I wrote on Twitter that, uh, you know, I had just read the trade solicitation for this book. And uh, really? Sonny Lou's a newcomer? And uh, he responded. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And uh, said, well, I guess if uh, it's your first monthly book for DC, it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically, my faith in the frankly was... Frankie was monthly and from DC. That is also true, but well, not, just not regular monthly. Mini series, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, uh, I guess compared to Paul Levitz, also uh, a newcomer, right? Sure. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he, Paul Levitz, when he created the Golden Age of Comics, um, he had no idea that Sonny <laughs> Lou was going to even be born. I'm guessing Paul Levitz probably had a career before Sonny Lou was born. <laughs> probably, yeah. yeah. 
I would imagine, I don't, I don't know for sure, but I'm imagining he's in his 30s probably. Mm-hmm. Paul Levitt's probably in his 60s. Yeah. yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I'm guessing. Based on the, the number of times I've seen their credits over the years. Right. But, but yeah, I, I really, uh, I was actually really uh, a fan of Sonny Lou's art in this. His art is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. Um... It is uh, a little scratchier and and messier than what I recall it being in My Faith is Frankie, but like really? the the uh, you know forms are basically the same. You can definitely tell it's the same guy, and and uh, I am still just a giant fan of his work. Yeah, I, I think I may like this one a little bit better because oh, it is oh, scratchier yeah. and messier here. Yeah, it reminds me a lot <clears throat> of like a less peculiar Ted McKeever, maybe. I totally could get that because it's yeah. it's like it has that same kind of feel, but it's not like it's not weird, weird. It's just like expressive and right. odd. So Ted McKeever's style, at least for like the last couple of image books he's done, has been a lot more. Oh yeah, his stuff's way different now. Yeah, I'm thinking of like his old, like his Vertigo stuff, right? Metropol and yeah, Eddie Current, yeah, yeah, Industrial Gothic stuff yeah. like that. <clears throat> But, uh, but no, yeah, I totally get that vibe too, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least now that you point it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very, very cartoony almost, but, but dark. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it really works for this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Cause, it, Cause it's kind of a fun story. Yeah. Like it's, it's got elements of fun, but then it has like some really, you know, some dark things like, uh, ancient gods heralding the end of the world. Sure. Like, it's kind of yeah. dark. Uh, flooding, uh, the entire world being flooded. Right. Yeah. At least, yeah, that's right. Okay. As I say, at least Brooklyn, but yeah, they, they show a lot of, uh, other cities that are being flooded too. Yeah. So. Yeah. So this is, uh, the new 52 Dr. Fate. Yeah. Or the, the DCU Dr. Fate, whatever you want to call that. Uh, it, it's, uh, you know, sort of, uh, Started at a time when when DC decided that they were going to maybe try publishing uh, some not so run of the mill superhero stuff. Yeah, you know, like like the the reboot of Batgirl and uh, like the current Black Canary series. I think is is kind of among that. All right. And, yeah. Kind of off kilter. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, this is uh, basically our introduction to Doctor Fate. Yeah. Uh, it's it's. Pretty much at the point that we, we have never met a Dr. Fate up to this point. In, in the New 52. In the New 52 universe, yes. Post-Flashpoint. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so, I've, I've, uh, said this about a lot of characters before, mostly on the Viewmasters, because that's where they seem to show up the most, because mm. cause you and I do not... Always read just straight up superhero books. Yeah, it's kind of a rarity. Really. Yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, I do try and kind of go out of my way to make sure I don't always pick a superhero comic. Right. So. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're going to happen. There's a lot of them out there. There are. And we like them. Sure. I mean, you know, but not all of them. No, yeah. Most, most of them are bad. Exactly. But a lot there, of them are, there are a lot of bad ones out there. But a lot of them are really good. Yeah, indeed. And, uh, and then we also like uh, variety. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, 
Joe G and I review uh, the Batman cartoon currently on on Viewmasters. And is that another superhero? That, that is another superhero. Okay. I know you've never heard of him, right. but uh, sounds familiar. Yeah, but but a lot of other superheroes show up in that in that series, and uh, Doctor Fate has at least once. Okay, and so I, I know I've talked about him on there, and that uh, Doctor Fate is one of those characters that uh, I really like, but I. There is only one thing in my entire history that I can point to to say why I like him. Yeah. Uh, Superpowers toy? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. That is exactly it. Oh, well. Uh, my parents took me to the Hair Arena Super Sale <laughs> probably when I was in second or third grade. Wow. And uh, they, uh, you know, uh, I... I asked for like a toy or something and uh so we we found a booth that had some toys and they had a superpowers uh rack and uh the only other superpower figure that i had ever had up to that point is firestorm uh and then i found uh, dr fate and he kind of looked cool and i turned around uh the back because it had like the the bio card on the back oh, of yeah. uh, like like the gi joes and whatnot right and uh, it said that uh, his secret identity, his name was uh, Kent, which is my brother's name. <laughs> and so I just said, well, this guy's got the same name as my brother. <laughs> and so that's why I bought him. And that's why I like Dr. Fate. Wow. Okay. Oh, his, first, his first name is Kent. Yes. Okay. It's, yes. it's not like Clark Kent. No. His original uh, incarnation was, was Kent Nelson. Who uh, was just a, a blonde, uh, blue-eyed, white guy mm-hmm. who uh, took the helmet of, of an Egyptian uh, a magician called Nebu and became Dr. Fate. But that's not this guy. That is not this guy. Yeah, this is the, uh, you know, the, the modernized version. Yeah. And it kind of makes more sense that he wouldn't be a, a white guy. Right. Yeah. I, I think it's preferable that he's not a white right. guy. Right, yeah. yeah. Because uh, the, there are a lot of, especially blonde-haired, blue-eyed white guys as superheroes running around. Well, sure, and especially like if his powers stem from a certain like culture, right? It just seems like you know, no brainer to like. Well, maybe the fates would align, and he would, you know, it, it, you know, the helmet would find someone of that culture, you know? right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so our new Doctor Fate uh, we're introduced to in this series is. Uh, uh, Khalid Nasur, mm. although I've, uh, he at one issue uh, goes out of his way to to say that uh, when he becomes a doctor, he is going to huh. go by the name of Kent. Right, I do remember that. Yeah. Which uh, seemed forced. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I when I read it, seeing not knowing Doctor Fate's, you know, like Silver Age identity or whatever, right? I just thought like, okay, he's picking a name that starts with the same letter, just right. so people can pronounce it. Yeah. yeah, and I get it. But uh, even if I had known, I still think it seems forced. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, because I think people can pronounce Khalid. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm not entirely sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly. I say I I was calling it Khalid in my head, (laughs) so who knows. Uh, What do I know? I'm just a dumb white guy. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not a superhero. Not yet. It's true. Yeah. I doubt that I will be. (laughs) But Khalid, uh, yeah, Khalid is like, you know, he's a young guy. Like you said, he's graduating. Or he's, he's just starting starting medical, medical school. school yeah. yeah. Um, and he uh, has a lot going on in his life. Yeah. He's got family issues. Uh, he's got a lady. Yep. 
And maybe, then, maybe, maybe two ladies. Maybe two. Well, he has he has one that he's interested in, right. and one that's interested in him. It's very Peter Parker. It is. Yeah. But uh, and and he's got a kitty cat. He does have a kitty cat yeah. named Puck. Puck. Yeah. Named after his favorite Alpha Flight character. Yep. <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, he's small and black. Right. right. I'm sure you know Paul Levitz is probably uh, you know friends with John Byrne. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're contemporaries. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. like, hey, here's a nod to to my friend John who refuses to work for my company anymore, <laughs> or any company, or yeah, well, except IDW. Well, he's not really drawing for IDW. Well, he's so. not drawing, no, but but he is working for That's them. That's true. Check out those Star Trek photo comics, everybody. Oh, they're great. <laughs> It it almost seems like to me like that John Byrne thing. You know, they're like, well, you, we can't publish drawings of characters from the show, and, and like it would have been hilarious if he'd been like, well, I'm going to put up this one comic that's photos from that show. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> and like, that'd be fun, but he's done like 20 of them now, and it's like that's yep. all all he's doing, and it's just kind of like, okay, we, we get it. You know, you got around that. Well, stipulation. It, it's it's not like, I mean, they're allowed to draw those characters. Well, I thought they weren't. I thought it was some sort of legal thing where, like, they weren't allowed to publish. Oh, no. no. Like, I thought it was, they're only allowed to do, like, the new school versions. Nope. No, oh, okay. They're allowed to do, they have the Star Trek license. They can do whatever they want. Uh, okay. I thought it was just they could only do, like, the actors in the current films. Nope. So, okay. Because uh, I think all the crossovers, like, the, they did the, uh, oh, yeah, Planet Legion of Superheroes and Planet of the Apes. Those have all right. featured. That know, was Kirk. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, or at least the Shatner version of Clark, of Kirk. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, it, that started out because uh, John Byrne was just doing that for fun. Oh, like on the weekends? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Like he would just go to like Star Trek websites and download photos and turn them into comics. Huh. And then IDW said, "Well, hey, we'll you know see if maybe we can figure out how to publish huh. those." Wow. And then, like, they gave him access to high-res photos, and he was able to do that. Wow. Okay. I mean, hey, if he enjoys it and it sells, why not? Yeah, I guess. I, but just, I just don't dig it, especially... No, not at all. Like, why I, should you? I like his art so much, too. Or uh, at least I did for a long time. Well, I, yeah. 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 He, he, he may be not so great now and uh, kind of an asshole, legendarily. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, there's also a reason that he is a... Comics icon, yeah, because oh, yeah. he was great oh. at one point, for sure, and, and deservedly so. But but the, the Star Trek thing is so weird. <laughs> it is weird. Uh, but we're not here to talk about Star Trek comics, no, shitty or not. Hmm. We're here to talk about Doctor Fate, shitty or not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like the story was story enough. You know, like it, it had enough story, I guess, to 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 be a story, right? But it just really didn't do anything for me. Story-wise. It really didn't do anything for me either. Yeah. Uh, if anything, I, I feel like the the story arc was maybe three issues too long. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Because there was a lot of scenes where, you know, he'd be battling somebody, and then like, you'd think the battle's over, and then it just goes on and on. You're like, right. okay, okay. And then, I mean, I it was cool. Like, I like the parts where he's kind of. I always like these parts. They're like an invincible and whatever, where they're kind of discovering their powers and maybe unsure of you know their capabilities and right. I, I like all that stuff and that was interesting and i like all the family dynamic stuff like with his dad and yeah 
Um, like, okay, yeah, what is the deal with his dad? His dad plays a kind of a big role in this comic. Right. But it was his dad a character from a previous book that you know? Or? Not that I know of. Okay. No. Because uh, the, uh, I forget which, what's the Egyptian hound monster? Uh, Anubis. Anubis. Yeah. Okay, it, it like comes to, uh, you know, destroy things and right. set things back, get rid of humanity. And for some reason, it, it seems to kind of like use him, his, Khalid's father as like uh, the starting point, you know? Right. Uh, it, I think it just has something to do with uh, apparently Khalid and his father are both, you know, descendant of, uh, of a pharaoh. And so uh, I think it's just targeting the, the current descendants just the of, family in general, yeah, okay. of that bloodline. Uh, which, again, they don't really fully explain, but, yeah. I it didn't maybe. bother me that they didn't. I kept expecting his dad to reveal that he was, you know... Dr. Fate yeah, at one point or, or something right. like that. Yeah. Or some sort of... If not Dr. Fate, of, at least somebody that, I don't know, played a part in that culture right. and history. Yeah, it may be possible. There's uh, this, this book is still ongoing yeah. for now, yeah. until it gets canceled. Yeah. Which it most likely will. Yeah. Because the character isn't white. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know at our store it sells decently. Um, like we usually sell out of it, and we've reordered the first couple issues. But and well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, but but we don't order a ton of. It's not like Deadpool numbers or anything, right? Um, yeah, it's kind of cool. I, I really I, I really like the art. Like the art is definitely the biggest selling point on this thing. I think if if it was more of a house style art, like just kind of boring, right? It would have been really hard for me to. To just, I totally agree with yeah. that. Yeah, uh, yeah. The art is definitely what makes this book. Um, the covers are all amazing. Yeah, especially I love number five. Oh, I mean, five is the greatest. It's such a great cover. <laughs> it's like, it's like a comic page, but you know, like like almost Chris Chris uh, Wareish. Yeah, in a way. it's like a six panel grid comic page silent story. That's you know, it's like a one page story. Right. It's really neat. It is very neat. Yes, yeah. you don't see that at DC or Marvel ever. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, but definitely, I would I would put Sunny Lou in my list of of quirky, weird, mainstream comic artists mm-hmm. you know, who probably get hated by most people. Oh yeah, I've, I've heard a couple of people you know like disparage his art. Um, but is it balloon art? <laughs> you know, it, you know, maybe it does kind of remind <laughs> me of a cross between McKeever and Cliff Chang because. Like it has like a Changi kind of thing right. going on. Yeah. But yeah, I can see that. I don't know. I forget what I've heard. I just, I think I've heard people go, eh, I just don't really care for the art right. or something because it's not, because if it's not Jim Lee, it's not good. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or Greg Land. Or Greg Land. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame. And, you know, like as much as I don't like either of those gentlemen, I, I realize that they have their place. Oh, yeah, sure. And, and that they definitely have their fans. But, you know, just the fact that the majority of comic readers seem to just discourage and disparage, the, like, the quirky art yeah. styles is just disappointing. Yeah, anything, like, peculiar or, like, innovative is, at least at, at the major companies, is it's it's... It's not usual to find it, so it's exciting when you see somebody like Sonny Liu, who's got a lot of personality to his artwork. Right. It's like that's exciting. He's doing a monthly DC, you know, relatively big character. I mean, he's yeah. been on the Justice Society, and um, he, he has been on television at least he's, twice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was a yeah he was a contestant on Family Feud once yep. with yep. The, the other other fates. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> Mr. Fate, Mrs. Fate, little Kelly Sue Fate. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They they did not make it to they, the the lightning. No, they did not. No. <laughs> but at least they were able to uh, miss out on on being super up close and personal with Steve Harvey. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that must be weird. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, you know, the story is is basically the origin of of the new Doctor Fate, where where Khalid gets the helmet and he does not get all the information that he needs to to properly use it, but right. uh, you know he starts to to learn it a little bit. And yeah. We get uh, you know his his supporting cast introduced, and but yeah, I mean it's. It's it's not bad. I it's mean, not bad at it's, all. It's just like it's kind of run of the mill as far as like superhero origin stories go. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the only you know real difference is you know his his ethnicity and you know the artwork is great. Right. But as far as the actual story, it's it's yeah, it's pretty pretty run of the mill. Right. I mean, yeah. If you've read Invincible or Spider Man or any other teen superhero, mm-hmm. you've pretty much got the gist of of how this goes. Uh, just some of the details are different, you know, like, like this focuses a lot on the Egyptian mythology and, yeah. you know, which, which is cool, especially oh, yeah. like in the, the last issue when they, yeah. uh, traveled to, uh, Anubis's realm, the, the house of the dead. Yeah. You, you, t- you kind of told me that before <laughs> that the trade ends on, you know, the end of issue six. Yeah. And that seems bizarre to me. And le- I mean, it's a cliffhanger ending Yeah, where Dr. Fate's getting sucked into the, you know, the other world. Right. And you're like, wow, that is a really weird place to end it. But yeah, number seven is yeah. You'd you'd really if you buy the trade, you'd really want to go ahead and buy number seven along with it, right? Because that's kind of where this first story ends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean that is the entire arc. And again, it could have been three issues shorter. I think. Yeah. Uh, and I think that might be a thing. Like I, I, Paul Levitz obviously has been working you know in comics for for decades. Mm-hmm. You know, but, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of got an old school style to his writing. Yeah. Like where, where everything is kind of narrated and spelled out. Right. And, you know, sometimes he doesn't let the art just tell the story. Like he, he always feels there needs to be like a caption or yeah. dialogue. Uh, and it also, I mean, you know, when, when he was sort of at his, his peak, I guess would was I mean, I'm sure he was more used to doing like done in ones. Yeah, and so for him to maybe stretch out a storyline for seven issues is maybe something more new to him than okay normal. I is don't it, know. Like yeah. A, yeah, I can't remember. Did he write in the Silver Age then, Paul Levitz? Or? I don't think he wrote in the Silver Age because okay. his prime was I, in the seventies and eighties. I can't remember first time I saw his name on some. I just know. I've, Seen on a lot of books, but he wrote a ton of Legion of Superheroes yeah. throughout the eighties, mm-hmm. and I think even rebooted them with Keith Giffen a oh, couple okay. times, even. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but yeah, I think for like ten years he wrote Legion of Superheroes in the eighties. Wow. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and he's been an editor, and he was the president of DC for like seven years. Yeah, that's probably where I know the name from. Yeah. Is like on the just the inside credits. Yeah. And, and famously was, was kind of the guy who, uh, you know, sort of soured Alan Moore even further on uh, oh. DC. Oh, really? Yeah. Because uh, I think he 
kind of took a little bit of editorial control over some of his uh, Wildstorm books uh, okay. that maybe he shouldn't have. And uh, I think, yeah, he was just, uh, huh. you know, kind of, just kind of a thorn in Alan Moore's side right. a little bit. Right. Which, you know, <laughs> post everything Alan Moore, eh, good for Paul Levitz, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, yeah, it could have could have been some better stories. Right. You never know. Uh, I never read any of his Valamore's Wildstorm stuff. Right. Not even uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I read the first miniseries. Okay. I just didn't really get into it. Yeah. Well, then you have read some of Valamore's yeah. Wildstorm stuff. I forgot. I thought that was America's Best Comedy. Well, I guess that is yeah. technically. Yeah. But, but it's all yeah. under the Wildstorm banner, I guess. Yeah. Uh, basically, it was supposed to be an image book, but uh, then Jim Lee sold Wildstorm to DC under Alan Moore's nose. <laughs> and it was America's Best Comics, published uh, stories by writers and artists from England. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is saying a lot about America. Yeah, you know, half of the Batman cast of all the Christopher Nolan movies were all oh, British true. people. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they do okay. They do indeed. Uh, but yeah, the final issue, number seven, I think has maybe the coolest uh, art because uh, Sonny Lou really gets to fly off the handle and do oh, yeah. crazy like Egyptian and like and like all the mind bending travel and stuff like that. Like, right, he does all that stuff really well. Yep. Yeah, I definitely think the the strong suit in this book is, is Sonny Lou. Uh, Paul Lovitz does a fine job, but yeah, I think it is. It's pretty much just your average, you know. I'm a new superhero. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Kind of story. Right. Yeah. It's cool, though, to get in on the ground floor with a DC character. And yeah. Especially one that you don't see too often. I mean, there's not a lot of... I mean, there's not a ton of Dr. Fate comics out there. There's some, but... No. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a character that uh, traditionally... Uh, sells, keeps books, a, sells books. Right? Yeah, it keeps, keeps the series going. Yeah. You don't see a lot of kids with Dr. Fate t-shirts. Nope. Nope. Yeah. But, hey, maybe someday. That's right. Yeah. And also, yeah, it's it's kind of cool that they, you know, decided to pretty much, you know, scrap the original Dr. Fate and go with a character more sort of befitting of, of the origins right. of Dr. Fate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good on you, DC. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'll probably keep reading this book, you know, because, again, I'm sure it'll be canceled by issue 12. So you've, do you have more of them, or is 7 the newest one? 7 is the newest okay. one. It just came out a couple weeks ago. I couldn't remember how far they, they were along. But, yeah, uh, yeah it's it's fine. But yeah. but definitely, as long as Sonny Lou keeps drawing it, I'll, I'll keep reading it. Because right. that guy is really good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. You might enjoy it. You might. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. Well, at I least mean, flip through it. See what you think. It's... I think we can both agree it's definitely not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. But it's not mind-blowing, and right. it's nothing that you haven't read before. I, I honestly was expecting more just because um, cause it does look so odd, and, and it was actually selling well. Right. And, like, at Mavericks, at least, um, it, it's usually one or the other, you know? It either looks awesome and doesn't sell, or it sells really well, but it doesn't look awesome to me. Right, yeah. Um, but this one was selling pretty decent, and... So, right. Yeah, it looks cool. So. But again, you're only ordering like five copies a month uh, or something. Maybe uh, probably like ten. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, still, I mean, honestly, you know, right? We, we have, you know. But your store is pretty much if it's not Batman, it doesn't yeah. really sell. Batman, so. Harley, uh, Deadpool, Deadpool, yeah. yeah. But yeah, 
It's all right. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate. All right. We'll take a break. Yeah, I might stretch my legs. Okay. They sat together in the park As the evening sky grew dark She looked at him and he felt a spark Tingle to his bones Twas then he felt alone And wished that he'd gone straight And watched out for a simple twist of fate They walked along by the old canal A little confused, I remember well Then stopped it to a strange hotel With a neon burning bright He felt the heat of the night Hit him like a freight train Moving with a simple twist of fate Saxophone someplace far off played As she was walking on by the arcade As the light bust through a beat up shade Where he was waking up She dropped her coin into the cup Above a blind man at the gate And forgot about a simple twist of fate was bare he didn't see her anywhere he told himself he didn't care pushed the window open wide felt that emptiness inside to which he just could not relate brought on by a simple twist of fate he hears the ticking of the clock Walks along with a parrot that talks Hunts her down by the waterfront docks Where the sailors all come in Maybe she'll pick him out again How long must he wait One more time for his simple twist of fate People tell me it's a sin To know and feel too much within still believe she was my twin but i lost the ring she was born in spring but i was born too late blame it on this simple twist of fate much yeah what's up with you uh, uh, anxiety level <laughs> all right 
Sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's all right. It happens. Yeah, with uh, people with anxiety problems. Sure. Um, Full disclosure, not a not one of my better days here. All right. So, yeah. uh, powering through it. You're, you seem to be doing okay so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least uh, talking about comics is, is. I like talking about comics. Yeah. It seems to seems to be keeping your mind occupied. Otherwise. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's good. Yeah, it's one of my. I'm one of my favorite things to talk about, probably, yeah. in the history of talking about things. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's 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 good. I, I kind of wish that I had more comics to <laughs> talk to you about. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if I've read anything else. Uh, bum, bum, bum. I read, yeah, not really. Uh, I I read the new issue of Paper Girls, uh, number yeah. three, I think, three or four, whatever number they're up to. That book continues to excite me. That's good. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it on the last show or not, or just mentioned it to you, but I I did order the trade for that, so. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One of those $10 image trades. No. Well, maybe, but uh, with with the discount that uh, I get from my my comic service, it's uh, it's five bucks. Wow, that's pretty great. Yep. That's like what we pay for it, right? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give that a shot for five bucks. Right. Can't hurt, right? It's Brian yeah. K. Vaughn, it's Cliff Chang. Yeah. I like balloon art. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have this... we have we ever explained balloon art? I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know we have no idea what balloon well, art no, is. No, neither one of us know, but we use the term all the time. Well, like, I guess three years ago, I guess it was when Wonder Woman started for DC New Fifty Two. Um, the owner of, of our store, Jack, he's you know, I mean, he's. He's in his sixties. He's been buying comics off the rack since um Silver Age. Right. And he was looking at the new comics and he was looking at Wonder Woman number one by Cliff Chang and he's like, I don't know if we should be ordering as many of these. It has that balloon art. Nobody's <laughs> gonna buy that. And I was just like, What? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I mean Cliff Chang's got a certain style and he's right. maybe got a cartoonish kind of Yeah. How, you know, it's not not your typical house style, but right. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what balloon art means. <laughs> so every time we think of Cliff Chang, we think of balloon art. Right. And, and we should both mention, that I think we even have at this point, Cliff Chang is great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah we, we, we're like both him. big fans. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's just funny. Yeah. It is. It's weird. Uh, yeah, I haven't... Uh, I did read uh, the the new issue of The Walking Dead, which is uh, the first one that I've read in, in probably years. Yeah, because uh, I was buying it in trade, and then I just kind of gave up on it, you know, a while back, and uh, bought the new issue because I had a blank cover, and maybe if I draw a zombie on it, it'll sell because yeah. it's The Walking Dead right. and zombies. And it was you know fairly cheap. It's a three dollar comic. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of those anymore. Nope. Uh. But uh, I decided, hey, I've got this, I'll read it. And, uh, man, that was kind of terrible. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just because I, you know, it's been so long since I read one, but uh, or it's been so long since I read any Walking Dead that wasn't, you know, a collection. Right. That, uh, like, just as a, a single issue, it was just uh, not good. I haven't read it in a long time either, and I feel like when I was reading it, it just seemed it had like such the formula of a soap opera that I feel like if you were a fan of a certain soap opera and you waited four years and then you watched a single episode, it probably wouldn't be that good either because yeah, it's all about what's constantly happening to these characters. Right. It's not like 
It's not like a great story necessarily. It's more like great characterization. Right. But you have to like kind of keep up with them. Exactly. So yeah, uh, there, there was no recap. Uh, like 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 even Rick, you know, who who was the main character of the book. He's in it, but like I didn't recognize him. Right. You know, as, so as Rick. Yeah. You know, other than you know, somebody said, "Hey, Rick." Rick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey Rick, what about all these Walking Dead? <laughs> and he's like, I know it. <laughs> That's basically the plot synopsis for that issue. Yeah, maybe you don't have to read it. Uh, I mean, yeah, there wasn't even any zombies in this issue. Well, that's uh, disappointing, right? And I mean, you know, I get it. You know, it's the, 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 I mean, when I was reading it in trades, there there were whole issues that would go by without any zombies. But uh, see, I am a pretty firm believer that every issue of Walking Dead should have the corresponding number of zombies to the issue number. <laughs> so there should have been 150 zombies in that issue. I agree with that. Every issue, you gotta. It's like you know when they do a sequel to a movie, they amp up the special effects. Exactly right. They should keep it. Or, or like, you know, in RoboCop, you know, RoboCop 2 had two RoboCops. Yeah, see? <laughs> right? They knew, they understood. Yeah. Frank Miller understands how to make comics. <laughs> if Frank Miller was drawing The Walking Dead, it'd be a whole different story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> There'd be a lot more hookers in it. <laughs> right. Yeah. A lot more uh, fascism. Right. And uh, and uh, if you thought that the quality and art dipped after Tony Moore left, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that last night. I I was excited to see uh, there was a Tony Moore cover on the new issue of Walking Dead. Right. So that, that's kind of cool if they're. I mean, maybe it's just you know the money issues, but right. But I I would like to think that maybe they've gotten past their differences. Yeah, that would be nice. That, that, that would be a nice little tale. But. Uh, uh, who knows? Yeah, we we can never know for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully, one day when when we have our falling outs, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'll let you draw the cover to Vintage Exciter on one hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll patch things up years later and, and uh, you know, start podcasting again. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, and we'll draw variant covers for yeah. each of our books. <laughs> Good. Which means you'll have nothing to do. <laughs> Except for draw everything but the variant cover. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Although, uh, oh, wait a minute. No, yeah. I guess in this scenario, you're you're the Robert Kirkman, so you'll, you're the one that's <laughs> going to become rich and famous and appear yes. on Comedy Bang Bang. Yes. How <laughs> many friends with Rob Liefeld? And you'll be friends with Rob Liefeld. Oh, that's oh. the best part. That's Although they, 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 they thought they had a falling out, too. Well, because of Infinite? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Although, although I've seen Liefeld do variants for, like, something Kirkman did oh, after okay. that. Yeah. So, I, I can't remember if it was for, I don't know if it was Walking Dead, but there was, there was definitely something where Liefeld's art was on a Kirkman book. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, but hey, at least this gets me, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll start a uh, comic convention out of spite somewhere. <laughs> Is that thing still going on? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, not like currently, because it was only a two-day convention. Right. But, you know, I'm sure it will happen again. Someone told me that, that they were they were done. Really? I don't know if that's, like, 
don't know if that's official. I don't know either. Because I've never been to the show, so I've never bothered to look it up. And right. I, I wasn't planning on announcing it, but you just happened to bring it up. So right. I don't mean to be a guy that's spreading rumors, but that's just what someone mentioned at the store. Like, oh, I think, I think it's over. I think they're doing done doing that. Huh. I was like, oh, okay. They only did it like three times. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, this was fairly recent. This was in the last couple of weeks, so okay. he might have he might have got his information mixed up. So, someone coming into Mavericks. With false information? Just spouting out things that might be wrong. <laughs> as if they know them for sure. Right. Hmm. That doesn't happen. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, the, the convention was in September? When yeah. I think it was September. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's really not been long enough for, it's know, for news to be. Right. Yeah. I mean, hell, I'm I'm thinking about going to Heroes Con, and uh, I still can't find out news for that. And that's coming up in like six months. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I have no idea who's going to be there yet because <laughs> they don't have the list up. That's in June. <laughs> no. So this is like, you know, if there's going to be another since he whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I can't remember. I can never remember which one's which. Yeah, because there's two. They usually happen. <laughs> Right around the same time, yeah. And the the one of them is not in Cincinnati, nor even in the state of Ohio, <laughs> but it's called Cincinnati something, something. Right, I think it's Cincinnati Comic Con, and then the other one, which is in Cincinnati, is called the Cincinnati Comic Expo, uh, and the the Cincinnati Comic Con, which is actually in Northern Kentucky, at the Northern Kentucky Convention Center, <laughs> in Northern Kentucky. <laughs> Uh, that's the Tony Moore one? Yeah, that's the Tony Moore one that he started out of spite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys, like, I keep hearing things about him that make me think I wouldn't like him as a person, but doggone it, I really dig his artwork. He, he's a fine artist. Uh, maybe someday he'll draw something other than a Deadpool or a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he did a uh, Frankencastle, right? Uh, I would consider that kind of zombie-ish. Yeah, well, yeah. Mm. And Ghost Rider. I think he did some Ghost Rider. It's kind of zombie-ish. Yeah, right. mm. I, I liked those. I, I, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a good artist. I do enjoy his art. No. Uh, but he usually never does anything more than... Huh? Right? Never usually does anything more than uh, six issues right. on anything. And, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, when, when I did go to the Cincinnati Comic-Con this past uh, fall... Uh, you know, you pass his booth and he pretty much only sells prints of stuff oh, or, yeah. or limited edition, you know, uh, prints, but, uh, I'd say 90% of them are all zombie stuff. Can he sell prints of the Walking Dead covers that he's done? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that was like, <clears throat> you know, something he wasn't allowed to do because oh, he, yeah. I don't know. He drew them. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like, I thought there was like a big... Legal thing ever. I think uh, I can't sell prints of The Walking Dead. Right. Because right. <laughs> I have no stake in that. Right. Uh, but also, I don't think that has ever stopped anyone ever at any convention ever. I know. You know, I mean, you get a, you know, Kevin McGuire's table and he's got prints of Justice League characters. Yeah. And, you know, he, he clearly does not own the Justice League characters. <laughs> right. Uh yeah, I mean, with that situation, I'm always like, oh, well, he's he's drawn a lot of these stuff. He should be allowed to right. sell some stuff, right? But right. whenever it's just, like, some guy that is selling, like, prints of, you know, famous right. DC characters, uh -huh. it's kind of like, you can tell me this to my face. 
<laughs> you don't do that. Yeah. You don't sell prints of DC characters. I mean, original art is one thing. I sell prints of Hellboy. It's not a DC character. No, but it's a Mike Mignola character. Uh, it's Clearly, great... he would uh, need the money more than DC does. But you need the money more than Mike does. Uh, yeah. And and that is a great print. That's one of my favorite things you've ever done. So. <laughs> I sell I mean, Doctor Who prints. Yeah, that's true. That's not a comic. That's a TV program. <laughs> it is a comic, actually. There's like eight. It's my comics. least. It's my least favorite comic, and I've never read it because every time we unpack that book, I'm all, like, like two or three different Doctor Fates will come out the same week. Right. And like this Doctor is my Who's, Doctor Who. This is my white man problems. Right. I pull it out of the box, and it's like Doctor Who Eighth Doctor Year Two. <laughs> Number three, cover C. Right. And, uh, and then, like, he's like, oh, cover C, I, I marked off cover C. Wait a minute. You already said cover C. I'm like, no, that was Doctor Who, 10th Doctor, year one, number two, cover C. <laughs> and, oh, it just drives me crazy. Because there's so many covers. There's like four covers to every issue. And oh, yeah. Two, two years to every issue. Yep. It's like, huh, drives me crazy. No, yeah. I, I am, uh, you know, I don't read that comic at all because, uh, I don't, I'm not big on you know adaptations of stuff anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I've I've seen you know like what comes out, and I'm just like, you know, that's crazy, and I can't <laughs> like honestly like it didn't even occur to me how annoying that would be to to unpack them right, right? yeah and check them off because it's not like they usually don't put out one in a week. They usually wait and put out like three different books in a right. week. So it's it's really strange. I mean, you know, if that's the worst thing that happens, I guess I'm okay. But right. but. It's just weird. He's counting. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm counting because there are five different Doctor Who books that come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could spread that out one a week. Right. Yeah. And for a while they were doing the four Doctors one. But yeah. That, that yeah. one was a little easier at least. Right, because you could just say four Doctors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no gear. Cover D. I, I feel like I could use four Doctors today. <laughs> like a mental health one, a physical health one. All right, two more. Uh, neuro- neurologist, 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 sure, and, and maybe just a psychiatrist to dispense medicine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, butt doctor. Uh, maybe tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so far, the butt's okay today. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. You uh, you watch anything cool recently? Um, I've I've been on a Star Trek kick, watching yeah. old Star Trek episodes. Old episodes, really? Cool. really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like next gen or original or um, Voyager? N- not Deep Voyager. Space Nine. Mostly just original. Okay. Uh, a couple of next gen, but um, yeah, I really like that show. It's like it's got a warm, nostalgic kind of feeling when I watch one because I remember watching a lot when I was a kid. And, it's very just relaxing to put that show on. Like yeah. all the sounds and just the imagery, I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, like I know that uh, amongst our listeners, my my distaste for for a Star Wars is is pretty famous, but that also extends to a Star Trek mm-hmm, as well. Right. Uh, like I just remember as a kid, you know, like like there would be two three hour blocks of just you know star trek on tv oh, yeah. and i found it to be the most boring thing <laughs> ever it it's it's slow paced but i think that's part of what i like about it right. i find it i find it very relaxing <clears throat> and it's weird because i do enjoy the movies for the most part mm-hmm. you know like I've, I've seen all the uh, almost all of the 
original crew movies. Yeah. Uh, I never saw the first two. The first one's so bizarre. It's not. Yeah, it's like. It's kind of hard to watch. Right. It's really, really weird. Yeah. And I never saw Rathacon, which, you know, oh, now everybody great. loves. That's yeah. great. Uh, but I, I did see, you know, Search for Spock through, you know, Generations. Whatever the last one was. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I definitely saw Generations and. I saw the two of the other, Final Frontier and Undiscovered Country. Well, yeah. those, yeah, but but also the uh, uh, Insurrection and uh, First Contact. Oh, okay. Was the Next the, Generation yeah. movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those are good too. I never saw the last Next Generation movie. Which one was that? Uh, Nemesis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I like all of those. Yeah. Uh, and you know, when I was uh, working at the TV station, uh, Voyager aired. Uh, you know, it started every night at, uh, I think, 11. Uh, so I would have to sit through an episode oh, of Voyager wow. for my last hour of yeah. work. <laughs> That's kind of cool. <sighs> Not really. Not really. Uh, I mean, it's better than the news and then Nightline or whatever the, right. the other station had to air. But, uh, you know, then also, you know, at a certain point, you, you'll watch all of them. And then it starts over at the beginning again. Uh, right. and I, I worked there for you know four years or so, right. <laughs> uh, just like I saw every episode of Seinfeld at least three times, yeah. and and every episode of The Simpsons, which I admittedly love, yeah. you know, and probably could still watch all those old episodes, but after a while it gets right. a little old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, when there's something that you just generally don't like anyway, and it's on constantly. Right. Like, you just want to punch a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's understandable. <clears throat> well, Star Trek, though. That's about it. I think that's all I've watched. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think I've watched any movies lately. Yeah. I've uh, I watched uh, Enemy of the State with my parents the other day. Ah, was that good? Uh, Will Smith, Gene Hackman movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's Tony Scott, who I could take or leave for the most part. Right. Uh, mostly leave, but uh, yeah. he's done some good films. He, he had, yeah. I would say Enemy of the State is one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's fun. It's yeah. uh, it's dated, very dated, now. right? Oh. But I, politically, so or? Uh, not so much politically, but just uh, you know, uh, special effects, uh, visually, yeah. uh, you know, style wise, yeah, okay, uh, you know, like like people run around with just giant hair and sunglasses and <laughs> like it is i think the movie came out in the 2000s but it feels very 1994 okay <laughs> well you know he's working on it for six years so. right and it could just be the inclusion of uh seth green jack black and uh jamie kennedy but uh <laughs> It's pretty nineties, yeah. as well as uh, Jake Busey and uh, Scott Con. Scott Con, James Con's kid. Mm, okay. He plays uh, Dano in the new Hawaii Five O. Okay, which is the worst show on television, and he is the worst character on that show. Oh wow! Which I have seen multiple times because I hang out with my parents a lot. <laughs> I feel like I've seen that show more than once, and I'm like trying to figure out how. <laughs> Is mom? I, maybe. I mean, I've. Yeah. I mean, I'm certainly. It's never definitely won. an old people show. Yeah, old people love it. I don't. I don't think it was her though. That's that's weird. <laughs> you hanging out with any other old people? I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, besides me. Uh, besides you. Not not really. Just you and my mom. 
Is your brother a big fan? I think maybe when I was sick, I like just left the TV on. Yeah, that's that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then uh, I watched. Uh, I finally got around to watching. Speaking of the Doctor, I watched uh, the Doctor Who Christmas special oh, uh, cool. this past week. Was that one good? Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, Those usually are. Yeah. Uh, it was very entertaining and made me kind of tear up at one point. Aww. So that, that's a sign of a good episode. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched uh, the the Sherlock special that came out uh, around uh, New Year's, which uh, which was also very good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was uh, uh, it's Benedict uh, Cumberbatch, which uh, I'm only saying that his real name because I can't think of uh, a fake name to give him off the top of my <laughs> head right now. <laughs> Uh, but it's uh, that version of Sherlock, but uh, done in uh, like like uh, Victorian times. Oh, so, okay. So like a classic. Oh, that's cool. Sherlock Holmes thing. That's neat. But it's still tied into like the modern day story. But there was like no actual time travel or anything. No time travel. No. Okay. Yeah. But it was a it was a unique uh, device yeah. that they used to to do it. So that's cool. Yeah. And again, still tied into where where the previous season had left off. Seven years ago, whenever they last filmed an episode, you think uh, Cucumber Patch is going to make a great Doctor Strange? He looks all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. Uh, the, there's only been a couple of still pictures, but I think yeah. he looks fine. Yeah, it looks cool. Uh, what I've seen. Just his uh, his facial hair freaks me the shit out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, costume wise, you know, yeah, looks like Doctor Strange. Yeah. The the uh, the only thing that I I would say that disappoints me about his look. Uh, is uh, the I, I feel the cape needs to just have a giant collar on it. Yeah, yeah, big pointy. Yeah, yeah. maybe a little more gold on it, like a trim. Yeah, yeah. Trim. But otherwise, I think it looks fine. And, you know, I mean, obviously, it's it's a ways away. Right? It's still a ways away, and you know, we haven't seen a trailer or anything. And, well, even if a trailer came out, I still wouldn't watch it because I don't like to watch trailers. Hmm. Although I did see a trailer this past week oh. for 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. The, Sounds uh, good. The unannounced Cloverfield semi-sequel with uh, John Goodman and uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. That could be cool. Yeah. It looks all right. I, yeah. I liked the first one quite a bit. As did I. Saw that in the theater. Me too. Kind of kind of don't want to really... I haven't seen it since, so I don't know how it holds up. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like I it's one of those things that it would not hold up. Like a second viewing yeah. it would be not as cool. Yeah. I don't know. It's been a long time, though, since I've seen it, so right. maybe it be. Yeah. I know. It was the last movie that I went out to see with uh, one of my girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> we broke up two days later. Aw. <laughs> oh. Thanks, Cloverfield. One of my friends had to leave the theater because she was getting nauseous. During that film, when the movie started, uh, like they they had a movie theater employee come out and say, "Hey, people might get sick during this movie. You know, if it happens, you know, just you know, make sure to to run out before you vomit or right. something." Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that happened. She was like, she's like, I gotta go. Because <clears throat> like, huh. there's like five of us there. Right. That's yeah, just weird. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's a little just off putting. Some people the uh, yeah, shaky so. shaky yeah. cam. I mean, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. You know, the shaking camera. I do not like found footage. Is but, it because of all uh, that scary found footage you found at the park that once? Well, it didn't help. Yeah. yeah. 
when you saw the clown putting on his makeup. Yep. You're like, I thought they were just naturally clowns. <clears throat> I just thought they grew. Yeah. Out of the ground. It shattered your whole yep. outlook on life. Uh, but no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think there's maybe two or three good found footage movies out there, and then the rest are pretty much just shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, like obviously after Blair Witch came out, a lot of people were like, wow, I could afford to do that. Right. Uh, so, I mean, that's kind of cool as far as a vehicle to tell a story rather inexpensively, but there's no, you, you, yeah, you kind of have to have it a unique perspective to make it work. Exactly. And you also have to follow the rules of it, too. Right. Like, you can't just. You know, change camera shots in right, the middle, right, you know, right. because you know, the, your whole premise is that you're operating off of one camera. Yeah. Right. You, you can't have edits. <laughs> Unless you, you set up, at least in the beginning, that uh, here's a reason why right. you might see an edit at one point. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Some of them work, most don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'll watch that. I'll watch the second Cloverfield though. Yeah, it could be it, good. It, it does not appear to be found footage, no. so so that will be nice. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, but the next Star Wars is actually going to be found footage. It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> that is weird. Because yeah, JJ Abrams did Cloverfield. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. Like a Chewbacca found footage movie. It's yeah. Just, Entirely, in, speak. right? Yeah. Entirely in Wookiee. Yeah, yeah. No, just like the, the holiday special. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> oh, I would not be surprised if because they're they're also doing spinoffs. Oh yeah. So I would not be surprised if there is at some point a Star Wars. Wars found footage <laughs> spinoff. That could be different, <laughs> right? <clears throat> maybe maybe the Tag and Bink movie. Oh yeah. God, uh, you know what? Like, like, not a huge fan of Star Wars, but if they made a Tag and Bink <laughs> spinoff movie, first fucking person online. Yeah. And did, probably even the only person online. Did we online. review that book? We have not. Okay, I, I have read that. I liked that book quite a bit. It's like Tag and Bink are the two stormtroopers who you see in all the first, all the scenes where stormtroopers, like, really have an effectual scene and... The first three movies. Actually, they're not stormtroopers. Are. Oh, oh, right. that's right. They just end up in stormtrooper gear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But basically, yeah, they they are two uh, rebels who just sort of stumble through every major event. Yeah. Uh, throughout the first movies. Right. Uh, and it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty fantastic. It's done really well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very, very. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, the book is called Tag and Bink Are Dead. Uh, so it's very uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern yeah. know, influenced, but but oh, Star Wars and hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it was really good. It's probably my favorite Star Wars comic, other than I really like the Jeffrey Brown Darth Vader oh, stuff. Sure, I mean, yeah. just because I love that guy's art. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's my favorite like Dark Horse Star Wars thing. Yeah. It's uh, the only Star Wars comic I've ever read. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you've never read the original. Number one by Howard Chicken, where Darth Vader's drinking hot tea. Nope. <laughs> well, he's crushing Admiral Mahdi or whoever, whichever one he's crushing in his throat. He's sitting there drinking a hot tea somehow. <laughs> well, you know, he's got vents yeah. in his mask. There's got to be a little straw that just, you know, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, you know, got cybernetic parts, so he's got yeah, a little cybernetic straw. That uh, I can just, see that. Yeah. That thing should be fully equipped. Right. 
He's a Sith Lord. Exactly. I mean, he can't... I mean, he wears the mask all the time, except for when in privates, but, you know, I mean, he can't only eat or drink while he's in private. He's got to have sustenance throughout the day when he's, you know, running around under uh, Grand Moff Tarkin's thumb. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Star Wars. Yeah. This is speaking of movies. We're going to watch a Star Wars movie? We are not. We are not. Uh, And as far as I know, no one in this movie I'm going to pick is in any of the current Star Wars movies. Oh. But the main actor has been put on the short list of people to play young Han Solo. Oh, really? In a uh, spinoff movie. Young Han Solo. Yes. Okay. And uh, if that is true, he is possibly the worst choice. Is it Boo Boo Jenkins or whatever his name is? <laughs> what? What was that movie we watched? There's a guy named Boo Boo. Or... Oh, last week. Yeah. He, uh, he never died. Boo Boo yeah. Stewart. Boo Boo Stewart. That's who was a uh, Warpath in uh, the last X-Men movie. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Uh, the movie we're going to watch is uh, called Whiplash with uh, Miles Teller, who is on the uh, short list to play young Han Solo. Okay. He most famously, other than Whiplash, is known for being uh, Reed Richards in the last Fantastic Four uh, movie. Okay. Huh. Whiplash. I think... I think I know what that is. Uh, it is a uh, it's, uh, it's a movie with uh, J.K. Simmons is is the other major actor in it, hmm. uh, and it is about a uh, drum student and uh, yeah, okay, his right. dealings with uh, a a very uh, tyrannical uh, teacher. That's cool. I have not seen this movie. All right, so yeah, let's watch that. Thing. Yeah, I uh, really wanted to pick another movie, uh, like I do want to see Whiplash, but. Uh, I really wanted to pick a, a, another movie that, that happened to be a horror movie. And I realized that we have watched, I think, like seven or eight horror movies in a row. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's time to, time to shake it up a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I have nothing against horror movies, but. Oh, yeah. Too many yeah. is too many. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're not a horror podcast. Mm-hmm. We, we leave that to other people. Yeah. We, we are an everything podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we, we don't read only superhero comics. We don't watch only horror movies. But we review them all subpartly the same. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so next week, Whiplash. That sounds good. All right. Let's do that. Cool. Whiplash. Whiplash. Uh, spoiler, probably won't use the Metallica song. <laughs> oh, that would have made sense, though. It would have. Whip it by Devo, maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll figure something out. Yeah. All right, then. So, uh, see you next week. I guess so. Everyone. Not yes. just you. Right. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll see you before then. Probably. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sir. Bye, everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.